Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it is February 13th, it's 2019, and we have 11 basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. We get a little bit of uh, redemption here from the live show yesterday that was sponsored by Fantasy Draft because I was wrong about a lot of things uh, yesterday, and uh, I'm joined by my buddy who we did a show with, um, the live show. Bobby, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, man, it's just uh, not a great start to the week. Excited to be doing the show with you. Got a lot of things right, a lot of things horribly wrong. There's a lot of things on this slate that everybody got horribly wrong, so I've actually still got a couple live lineups because I stacked the last game, but it was uh, mostly some some really just awful, awful, awfulness, and the New Orleans situation was just a mess. So I'm ready to move on and get onto this giant slate because it's going to be a fun one. Well, that's the best thing about DFS. You get something wrong one day, you move on to the next day. Like, I got Trey Young right, and I got LeBron right, but Terrence Ross and Anthony Davis did not get those guys right. McGee got in foul trouble. Like, stuff you can't predict, but the Magic absolutely destroying the Pelicans um, was was not something that I, I saw coming. And, you know, you, you just made a comment, like, the team didn't even show up, um, and, you know, you can't predict that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a complete, crazy, bizarre game. Um, I mean, just this, this whole day was bizarre. But, yeah, anyway, congratulations to anyone who did really well to start this week. And uh, hopefully we're going to be the guys to take a, take it home along with the listeners the rest of the week. All right. Let's get started. If you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you head on over there. Check them out. It is fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Road Grinders link. So that way you guys get access to any kind of promo that we run with Fantasy Draft. Uh, like I said, a bunch of stuff going on over there. Uh, golf, basketball, NBA All-Star breaks coming up. So you got you can get some golf sweats going. Uh, the Listener's League, we didn't fill it on Tuesday. So I'm expecting you guys to fill it here. Don't want this thing to go down. Um, they've given us a really cool platform here. A 75-man tournament that pays 18 spots. That's very structured, well for us to have some fun each and every day. So if you want to play in that, it'll be in the comment section of the podcast, and I'll try to remember to tweet it out as well. But uh, join that, get in it, have some fun, uh, and, and take my money um, because I will not be around the computer much tomorrow, and um, not being able to adjust to news is the worst thing for NBA. So let's give us our first look here. We get started with Brooklyn and Cleveland, 220 total. Brooklyn favored by six and a half. Uh, Dinwiddie's out. Dudley's out. Thompson is out, and Zizek is questionable. Uh, what are we looking at here on the Brooklyn Nets? On this big of a slate, I feel pretty comfortable passing. Um, I want to point out, I don't know if Joe Harris is still $11 on Yahoo. He was really good for me the other night with the absence of Carroll, but Carroll is back. Like, I just think you just leave it alone on this size of slate. Jared Allen is way too cheap, so maybe if you want to go there, I get it. But we're going to talk about a lot of plays in the slate. Um, I know he's been bad lately, but Jared Allen actually could – smash against this Cleveland front line. Um, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I think there's nobody on the Brooklyn side that I'm honestly anxious to roster. And that's super fair. Um, Brooklyn, healthy, not a team that I like to target, but 
I will say, if I was going to play anybody from Brooklyn, it'd be D'Angelo Russell. He's like the ultimate tournament play. He's the guy that can go out and get you 50-plus fantasy points. Cleveland does allow the second-most fantasy points per game to opposing point guards. So I can't believe I just forgot. This is actually an interesting, even on a giant slate, I got to mention this. I forgot the D'Angelo Russell, Jordan Clarkson thing. And if you believe in whatever, I don't care if you don't believe in narratives. These guys went at each other in practice. They both went nuts, I think, in the last game, too. And it was after Clarkson hadn't hit like more than 55 fantasy points. I think he had like 55 or something. I don't know what it was exactly, but they both had massive games last time. They would go at each other when they played with the Lakers. Like, I think this is actually an interesting, like, those two guys from this game. I just sorry, I should have mentioned that about Russell because this is a spot where he he's gonna jack it up a ton of times. Yeah, um, like that. That's the only guy that I had interested on the Nets. Uh, let's talk Cleveland here. Obviously, like Zizek makes a difference um, on how I might approach Chris, but Chris has started back to back games now, twenty two and twenty four minutes. Uh, much better game against New York last time out. I love centers against Brooklyn, Bobby. It's it, it's no secret at this point. It's a huge slate, but Marquise Chris still under 4K. I think I'm I'm, I'm probably going to take a shot on him here. Yeah, I think that I'm I'm with you um, to a certain extent. I think that I'll I'll play him a little bit. Uh, I don't think I'm just going to like lock him in or anything. I think there's other guys we're gonna we're gonna find out about value we don't even know about yet because it's the biggest just that it's going to happen. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm sort of like I'm waiting to see what other value opens up, but I definitely have Chris high on my list, or as of right now. Yeah, uh, eleven game slate, last big slate uh, before the All Star break. Um, <laughs> worst slate ever to not be by your computer um, <laughs> as it's coming up here. So, um, yeah, a lot of stuff can open up. At first look, I like Chris um, on the value side. Um, are you playing Clarkson here? Is that something that you said you wanted to run back? Yeah, I want to give it a shot. Like in some, it's not going to be in like in all my lineups. So don't, if I was playing just one lineup, I don't think that I would do it on this big of a slate, but I'm definitely going to have just those two. Um, I'm trying to find the numbers from the last game, but for some reason I hadn't found it yet. But I remember it, be, it being like, you know, and, and I, that's how it was when you, you heard about them when they were both Lakers. So they both felt they should have been the starting guard, like uh, the starting point guard. Um, I don't know. I, I buy kind of stuff sometimes, and I think we get especially two guys going at each other. It can result well. And last time, I remember just kicking myself for not doing it because every tournament winning lineup had it. So I will have some exposure to it. But that's that's basically all of my love from Cleveland, um, just with because of Nance's price. Um, I like him still. I think he's okay. I just think the slate is big enough to where I can find other spots. Uh, an interesting like fantasy draft left this game and the Pacers game off the slate. Uh, their slate starts at seven thirty. Um, so you know, always interesting. You know, the slates. Um, I actually like that a little bit better because it'd be easier for me to adjust. Mm-hmm. But um, Bucks and Pacers. We have a two eighteen and a half total here. Bucks favored by four. Miritic is still out. Old Depot we know is out. It's really the only injury news that we have here. Um, what are we looking at here on the Bucks? So Turner has been really good in this matchup in the past. Uh, um, a lot last year, so I'm a little biased. But I, I think that honestly, this whole game is just I'll I'll probably take a shot or two on Giannis, but 
may not even end up doing that much on this giant slate. I think he's fine. I just don't have a lot of interest in anyone in this game, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like this game, it's kind of a stay away for me too. Um, there, there's really not a lot that I like here on the buck side or the Pacers side of things. Like, Nobody's price is really standing out to me. That's like a must play. Like you mentioned Turner, even Turner at 66, like his price is kind of right where he should be. I do think this is a potential spot that you could go for like 40, but Brooke Lopez extends center so much that they, they're the rebounds are down for centers against the um, Milwaukee this season. So I think like if I was playing anybody, it'd be like Thaddeus Young, and I don't feel good about that. So that's probably why we're both on the same page of just kind of staying mm-hmm. away from this game and enjoying the fact the fantasy draft left off their slate. Yeah, that's where I'm at, for sure. <laughs> yeah, thanks for doing us a favor. Um, <laughs> not making us play, not making us decide um, which guy from Brooklyn and Cleveland we want to play, and not making us look at this game, so... We move on. Detroit at Boston. No total in this one. We're waiting on Kyrie news. Um, he didn't play on Tuesdays. Questionable here. Baines is out. Let's start with Detroit. What do we like here for the Pistons? Um, I think you can play Drummond. I just think the slate again, I'm going to say this a lot. It's too big. I just think there's other places I'm going to end up. Yeah. Like, I actually, I think I'd play Blake over Drummond. But, you know, you look at Blake's numbers against Boston this season, they're not great. Like, Drummond is averaging 45, which is 12 points higher than Blake. So, Blake's probably the right play. But I can't get excited about, you know, anybody else on Detroit. Like, it's usually it's Drummond or Blake. You know, Reggie Jackson's been playing really good. But, you know, the game that we expected him to play really well against Washington the other night, like it was his lowest shot attempts um, in, in 10 games. So, yeah, he's super frustrating. Um, so, like, for me, I don't want to get frustrated um, in this spot. And, like, I might play Drummond or Griffin, but that's really it on the Detroit side. Yeah, I wish Kennard was a little more aggressive because I, w- I want to start playing him, but it's not quite time yet, I don't think. Yeah, and the problem with, like, Kennard, right, is, like, they sign Ellington and they want to play Ellington, but, like, when is Ellington going to start getting his minutes? Is it going to be after the All-Star break? Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if, like, Ellington comes out and plays, like, 25 minutes, but I really – it's something that I would probably be paying attention to and probably trying to take advantage of after the All-Star break. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think both those guys should be in the starting – I mean, they're the real starting two and three, I think, so – they actually have a nice little team if you put that together. Anyway. Um, anybody on the Boston side of things that you like here? So we're no Kyrie, right? Like we're going to – I just they have, think – They said that they, they didn't announce it, but they beat Philadelphia on Tuesday without Kyrie, so I'm sure they're going to give him another day off. Yeah, I, I would think that we just do the same thing. Like I think that that was the mistake – the mistakes that I feel like was correctable on my part tonight. And I did it on – I played four Celtics on all my FanDuel rosters um, tonight but I, or last night or whatever, however you're – you know, um, whenever you're listening. But I I think that tomorrow – I'm not going to play four of them. I'm, I'm just saying that taking shots on Morris, Tate, Morris Tatum – not Tatum so much for me, but mostly it's Morris, Horford, and uh, – Horford, Hayward, 
and Brown. Like, I think all of those guys have enough upside without Kyrie to like playing and they could really crush at the value at the prices they're at. I also think in a game where you need size, like Tice at 3.8, probably maybe you just use him as a punt on FanDuel or something, but you know, a seven point, whatever over here on fantasy draft, uh, I think, but, but I do think that one of Brown, Morris and Horford, and I probably would lean Morris of all of them, but I think they're all kind of interesting. Yeah. We talked about it on the podcast yesterday. Morris, you know, his, his, his stats go up, uh, rebounds, assists, all that stuff go up um, when Kyrie's off the floor. And, you know, we saw him play, you know, 34 minutes on Tuesday, put up uh, 30 and a half fantasy points, which is a six X, but like Gordon Hayward and Jason Tatum were just knocking down shots and Horford had a good game, but you know, like get Gordon Hayward just shot eight from 11 and six or seven from three. Like that changes a lot from a game. Like when you're shoot- when you have a guy shooting that well, like that takes away and like Marcus smart was just, he shot terrible. So I, I really do think it's Marcus Morris uh, for the same reasons that we talked about yesterday. Um, but I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe I'm too low on Jason Tatum because this guy keeps balling out, and like this is a spot that he should play well in. So maybe I look at him too if Kyrie sits. Um, I'll be honest though; I wouldn't be shocked if like they give Gordon Hayward or somebody else a day off too here on a back-to-back. Um, yeah, or at least limit his minutes because he played 28 minutes um, on Tuesday, and they don't typically play him that many minutes. Yeah, doesn't maybe like I actually think Brown and and Rozier who did nothing tonight are kind of interesting. Like if it was a smaller slate, I would be all over the, them as plays. Rozier's a little high on this price wise for me to want to play on this size slate, but I still think Brown there's good value there. Like they, he did get limited a little bit tonight. He wasn't as good and he didn't play well. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, between those three, I think and Horford always gets overlooked in these situations. If especially if Hayward is limited too, like. They run a lot of offense through him. I mean, you see it too. Um, he had another nice game. Like, I just think at 6.2 that they all are justifiable. I just find myself on Morris and Brown the most. It's kind of where I'm at. Now, if people start getting ruled out on top of Kyrie, then we make adjustments. Um, but definitely want to look at some of the Boston guys here because, it, you know, Kyrie being out, it's a lot of usage, a lot of minutes to go around. Um, we move on. Washington at Toronto, two thirty-two and a half total here. Toronto favored by ten and a half in this game. Um, Sanarinsky is questionable. Van Vliet is out. Let's start with Washington. They're massive dogs on the road here. Um, what do you like, if anything, here for the Wizards? So I think that it's just if you want to go for it in this game and think they can hang in there a little bit. The thing is Bradley Beal is going to play a lot of minutes. Like if the game is within 15, 20 points, like he might play 40 plus minutes. Um, Hey man, I think it's worth, I think it's worth a shot. Like it's a giant slate. The guy's got massive upside. I actually think Beal, I don't care how tough the matchup is. The pace is going to be like lightning. If they can stay in this game at all, Beal is going to go nuts. I think so. I don't know. That's that's the guy I'm most interested in here. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I think he's the guy, if anybody I'm playing here, is Bradley Beal. And if Sanarinsky sits, is there anybody you think like that benefits the most that like you're willing to take a shot on? Like 
I know like Randall was terrible the other night. Um, McCray, maybe like if Sandorinsky sits, is it going to be McCray playing some point guard minutes? Like, well, I mean, you could play McCray even, and then also he's sort of got like a little bit of safety with the blowout minutes. Like he'll get some yeah. minutes if Sandorinsky doesn't play either way. Um, it's a weird, it feels weird to do that on this slate. Uh, I'll just say that, but I do think that like, I don't think I can do it. On, I mean, probably on this slate, but I think it's kind of interesting. I just, I don't think it's the right slate for it. Yeah. It's kind of where I'm at too. Um, obviously if people start getting ruled out. Like it could, um, it could change my mind a little bit. I could be pers- persuaded a little bit, but right now what we're looking at, do you go, do you potentially go back to the well on Jabari Parker knowing that everybody got burned by him uh- the other night? I mean, it's, it's probably not, it's not the worst play in the world for sure. Like, it's just not. It's I think it's okay to take a shot for sure. I, I he probably like if you're scripting lineups, like to have him in like as a guy, like. But I'm thinking like 10% maximum. Like I wouldn't play much of him. I don't. I don't. I don't know. It's just I don't feel great about it. They finally raised his price on Fanduel. Um, you know, he was like what 3,900 or something like that, and yeah, no, they raised it up to like. Points. 40 4600 finally um but yeah i just I, I like the fact that like he burned everybody and maybe people like but people do have more of a short short term memory nowadays than they did you know 3 or 4 mm-hmm. years ago people get burned like 3 years ago and they're like i'm never playing this guy again and that was the best time to jump back on him but um the Toronto side of things, uh, what, what do you like here on Toronto? They have a massive implied team total, highest uh, implied team total um, on the slate. Uh, do you like anything here for Toronto? I'd like to run back something if I ran Beal, but like I just, I think the only guy who has like, and it's weird because this is a weird guy to say, but I think it's, he's been so nothing, but like Lowry, that's the only thing I can think. Um, Unless I missed a game where he played well, I've, he's, I feel like he's burned me a little bit lately because he just won't shoot the ball enough. But I think he's still got enough upside. I don't love it. I think that maybe I'll throw him into a, lot, a couple of lines. He's so cheap and no one's going to play him. Oh, he actually has been pretty good lately. I didn't even realize that. No one's playing him still. Uh, oh, it's the usage is still low, even though he's been efficient. Okay. Um, sorry, I just wasn't totally up. I forgot that Knicks. Oh, that was the Knicks in Atlanta, though. Anyway. Uh, I think it's only Lowry for me. I, I oh, it, and even that's going to be minimal. Mostly, I just think taking a shot on Beal here and hoping the game's you know he the game stays kind of close enough for him to get sixty. Yeah, you said it's like Atlanta, New York. Well, it's Washington. It's just good. Like. It's true. It, it's true. But it's like forty. Like forty's good. But is it enough on this slate? Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Oh. Until I see Marcus all play more minutes, I'm gonna kind of stay away from him still. I think we're going to see like Mark of Saul's price like drop a lot and like we're going to eventually be able to take advantage of it. Um, any interest in Jeremy Lin? Do you think they said he's expected to play um, in this spot here? You know, Van Vliet gone for a while now for the next few weeks. Like, is this a spot you might roll the dice on Jeremy Lin in his first game and hope he plays like 20 minutes? What is his price even? He's 4300 um, on DraftKings. Oh, no way. No way. Neither if he was literally the stone minimum, would think about it. But I don't like it. I, I don't know. They've got a lot of good players on this team, even without 
without yeah, a yeah. they got McCall, they got Danny Green, they got Powell, and a newbie they got can Busher. play nine minutes. Once Gasol slides in, that takes one of the other guys out. Yeah, like it's just a lot of guys. Yeah. Um. All right. That was. Me. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. It's too big of a slate to get that cute. Um, Philadelphia, New York, two twenty-two and a half total here. Philly favored by ten and a half. Um, we don't have an injury report on Philly. It's a back-to-back for them. Um, New York, Moutier's doubtful, and Nit Lakina is out. Um. What are we looking at here on the 76ers? Um, Meade is going to crush, but is it going to be enough on this slate? Like, probably not going to end up playing a ton of them, but I, I probably have a little bit, and I think he's a he's a good play. Like, he's going to he's gonna crush. It's just 10.6. He's really close to the other guys who are really good, and I don't know. It's just I like him a lot. I just don't think I'm going to play like a ton, probably not more than 15 or 20% of them. Yeah. I probably don't play anybody here uh, on the 76ers. I don't expect this game to stay close. They're healthy. I don't really expect any of these guys to go for like seven X. Um, By the way, I do want to point out though, that I think Embiid is going to benefit overall from Harris. I think his numbers will be better with Harris. All right. Like I don't, I think there's more floor spacing in a, in a different way that this lineup has. It's it's a really really good team in in real life. I know they lost tonight, but like they'll they'll get it together. But um, this is a this is a spot where I think he, I mean this is in general. I think you're going to see his usage like I don't think it'll decrease at all. I think it might even increase. Um, I I don't think Embiid should be looked at much differently with Harris there. If not, and I think that it could be a plus. Yeah, I think it potentially is going to hurt um, Simmons the most. Mm-hmm. Maybe Butler, but Embiid's going to get his. Uh, let's just be honest. So, um, yeah, I don't know what to do here with the 76ers. You know, they played all five starters over 35 minutes against Boston on Tuesday. Um, it's back to back. Maybe that the game stays potentially a little bit closer because of a back to back after coming off a tough, tough loss. Um, to be honest, I really would need somebody to get rolled out to be interested in the 76ers here. Yeah, I'm mostly with you, but I will take some shots on Embiid. I also believe in like his mentality and guys like that in Madison Square Garden. I think it does make a difference. And last big game before the break, he'll put it all out there. I, th- I think you're gonna. I, that's the only guy for me. Completely fair. Um, anything on the Knicks side of things? I'm, I'm gonna keep taking shots, Jay, just because I think the upside is so absurd every time. Like, I mean, and it's not that far fetched upside. I, I'm treating DSJ like I would treat. Um, Levine, except for he has less pieces around him and he's not quite as whatever you want to call it yet skilled or won't quite shoot as many. He can't hit as many threes. Um, But I do think that he's the same kind of like gunner and I'm just going to keep taking shots on him. Like I don't even think it's shots really. I feel very good about him at 63. So I don't mind playing him and beat on one side or just playing him on his own. But I think he's it for me. Knox is so cheap. It's tempting. Maybe not the right slate, but I, I do think it's kind of interesting. Like, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if you put up 35 fantasy points here. Yeah. So, Knox is the guy that I had written down. Um, you know, he played 36, 40, 35 minutes in the last three games. Um, he shot the ball pretty well against Toronto and put up 32 fantasy points. If he's at 4,900 and you get 32 fantasy points, that, you know, that's a solid, that's a solid day. 
But like yeah. the game that I want to talk about is the Cleveland game. Like he played 36 minutes and he shot five for 16, one for seven from the field, and still ended up with 26 fantasy points. So like mm-hmm. we're looking at a guy with a floor of almost five X because of his minutes and the shot attempts, and maybe a ceiling of like seven to eight X. Um, and he probably plays if this game doesn't stay close because they want him to develop and they've been playing him minutes no matter what. So the game against Detroit not too long ago, that game was like a 15-point game and like he was still getting his minutes. So I, I like Knox. I like Knox. I like DSJ too. I agree with you on DSJ. Like his usage is going to be insane um, over the next few months with this Knicks team. He's shooting four for 17 and putting up 35s. Like, I yep. mean – what if when he starts making a few shots, you might see like sixties come out of this guy. Like, I mean, he's got that kind of upside and I feel like you're going to see him at 40 almost all the time here. Like I really do. And Philly plays fast. That's the need for him. I don't care how good you are against positions. I don't care when you play fast and you have guys who are gunners. So whether they're good shooters or not, I'll take shots on guys like DSJ. And I'm with you on Knox. I think, I think actually playing Embiid on one side and Knox and DSJ on the other is not the worst idea in the world. Man, let's do a little 2-1 here in an 11-game slate. This game stays close because it's a back-to-back. You know, maybe Butler gets a day off. Maybe Tobias gets a day off. Like, you never know what's going to happen here. So, moving on, Memphis at Chicago, 203 total, lowest total on the slate. Chicago favored by one and a half. Conley is questionable after missing Tuesday's game. Um, Anderson's out. Uh, Willie Colley or... Wendell Carter Jr. is out, and then Chris Dunn is questionable. Obviously, some injury news here. Like, I was actually shocked this line was out already because of the Conley and Dunn news, but then I remembered, like, it's Chicago and Memphis, and you can set a line, and you're probably fine. Um, What do we like here on the Memphis side of things? (laughs) I'm still just baffled over the Avery Bradley game tonight. Um, He had 52, I think. I know, but it's 52. It's not like you're cha- like he's 3.4. So it's like at some point, I feel like almost not chase it. Like chasing is like a must in certain cases. Like right. it's 3.4 versus like within you just put 52 point upside, like, and no one's probably still going to play him. And it wasn't just because Mike Conley was gone. It's because he nailed every, he made his first like five threes or something, whatever it was. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. But is his confidence a little higher against the team that's still against the guard position and gives up a lot of threes? Like, okay, maybe a guy at 3.4 in the starting lineup who's going to play 36 minutes, we should consider. Um, along with the other guy who had a nice game, although he's going to sit out. And you got to imagine, right? Valanciunas won't play the back-to-back, right? Um, who knows? <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure I heard that, but I'm not 100%. So I'll double – I'll we can figure that out by tomorrow, obviously. But – if Valanciunas, oh yeah, he's gonna say hints at no back-to-backs. The coach said that before the game tonight. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously he plays, and then I will. I would probably consider a shot on Bradley, just like because he's so cheap. I mean, twenty-five, thirty fantasy points is not like it's it's still crushing, you know. And that's half of what he scored tonight. <laughs> he took twenty-one not- shots. Twenty-one shots, like. I, what if what if what if he takes? I mean, even if he takes fourteen shots or whatever, if he takes ten shots, actually, to be honest with you, you're probably okay with him at three point four against the Bulls. He'll end up with three steals and a block or something. So the real question here is, like you said, Mount Tunis, the coach said he's not going to play on the back to back. Do we take a shot on Ivan Rob, who's really expensive, 
do we play do we take a shot on noah do we fade the situation because rob's so expensive and noah's 4k like what are you doing with valentunas potentially being out i think that <clears throat> i think i think this is a really good game stack like this is one of those games i, I think jaron jack i think triple j is interesting i'm the like in, in conley if he plays if he doesn't play you're playing delon right right like you have no choice right um you could play delon you i mean literally you can play delon right avery bradley and jaron jackson and that i mean you're barely as allocated any of your lineup in against a team that plays no defense and then you run it back you run it back with chris dunn is questionable too like if he's out i mean you play you can play levine and marketing are great plays on their own market and maybe at his price people might might go off i don't think so though because everybody's pretty on him uh porter i i think is interesting especially you know if dunn's out like there's gonna be a lot of shots and especially levine becomes crazy interesting and uh, not to mention whoever they might start at point guard which i don't know who that would be even is it gonna be shaq harris no it's gonna be archie archie diacono well if archie i don't know man it's gonna we'll, we'll see what we think about the minutes tomorrow but like if dunn's out whether Dunn's out or not, I still like Levine, Porter, and Markkinen. Yeah, like Levine, if, if Dunn sits, Levine's the play, right? Like, it's, yeah. it's, it, don't overthink it. Like, Markkinen, and then like Otto Porter, right? Like, Otto Porter playing 35 to 38 minutes um, in this spot. Like, Memphis isn't that juggernaut defensive team that, like, everybody wants to think they are from years past. Like, they're still solid, but it's not the same team. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. Um, anything else here from either side of this one? I mean, I feel like Zach Levine, you just look at his number. Look, be a little bit of a game log watcher and just realize it is like you should just lock him in, I feel like, anyway. I just think he's going to keep going nuts. He's healthy. You as know. long as he's healthy. He's, like yeah. 40 is like his floor in every game, in my opinion. I feel like if he doesn't hit it, it's like a miraculous thing. He has to shoot like terribly. I don't know. I just love him here, and I, I, I think Dunn, if he, if he sits, like he just becomes almost a lock for me. It's crazy, but Chicago's really not that bad a basketball team, talent wise. They got marketing, they got Levine, they got Dunn, they got Porter. Like, it was solid core. Like Wendell Carter the Jr. Best is player solid. May not be playing, yeah, yeah. Like you know, like this team next year might be a team we talk about a lot more um, than you know, we kind of imagine that we probably would, but, um, I'm all right, we in move. love with this game stack. Uh, gotta, I'm going to have to talk myself off this one later on. <laughs> Houston at Minnesota. Capella's out. Austin rivers is out. And then on the Minnesota side, Covington is out. Uh, Tyus Jones is doubtful. And then Andrew Wiggins is questionable. We'll have to pay attention to that. Um, let's start with Houston. You know, we, we've been talking about James Harden a lot over the last month, month and a half, two months. Um, you know, the guy, it just consistently, you can almost lock in, like, his floor is, what, like 50 right now? Like, no joke, it's mm -hmm. probably like 50. Mm -hmm. um, what are you doing with Houston? What are you doing with Harden? What What are your thoughts here? So, like, the, the Harden argument versus, like, him, that's that's a little bit my problem with playing Embiid. Like, you have Harden, Harden on this crazy stretch, like – you know, there's there's extra motivation for him because I don't know. It, even like the, he was like the seventh guy picked in the All Star game. Like, come on, you know what I mean? Like, there. I just feel like 
I'll take anything I can. He's cheaper than we've had him in a long time. He's 1,200 more than Embiid, who are my the guys who I really like spending up for. I think that he's a good play. Like I think he's a he's a he's going to be lower, like way lower owned than he should be. The problem is his ceiling probably isn't you know what it is without these guys, but he still could score 50 real life points. It is like is it their last game? I, th- I believe it's their last game before the break. It is. Yeah. Um, there's only so a four game. There's a four game. Let him. Thursday. Yeah, let him go. I think he's gonna. Yeah, I, I, I think Harden is is a really good tournament play because he's. I mean, it just depends. Like, if you see him at twenty percent, don't play him. But I think that if he's like, well, sorry, if he's like a ten percent or less, like that's when you want to load up on a guy who's gonna try and keep that streak going and try to go to the All Star game with a bang. And they're probably gonna need to get a road win because they're not all that good of a team around him. So I like Harden. That's pretty much the only guy I can play on this side. So you think? Um, do you think um, LeBron and Giannis didn't want to pick Harden because they want to try to win an MVP and they're not going to do that in the All Star game if they have Harden on their team? I don't think LeBron. I don't know what they were trying to do it for, but <laughs> it's just funny. Maybe there's some shots and they know they're not going to hold the this guy holds the ball for twenty seconds. Yeah, just, yeah, just trying to figure out maybe like some reasoning behind um, not taking the best guy in the NBA right now um, as far as scoring yeah. the basketball. The guy's insane. So. Um, outside of Harden, like Chris Paul has been, you know, really solid, uh, four straight or three straight games, um, over 40 fantasy points. Um, is he still like, he's like that, that price range is just like, do I pull the trigger? Do I not pull the trigger? I really need him to be closer to 50 than 42. Like, what are you doing with Chris Paul here? I'm probably just avoiding it, but I get it. Like, the reason I like Harden is because I think that there is that massive, there's always that massive upside. I don't, the Paul thing, it's just, even, like, I feel thrilled to get to 50, which is fine. And that gets me to 50. But he's like, how often is that going to happen? What are we, I think, you know, one out of maybe five at best here. I just, and even then, and they're than him who are going to be in that range. Um, I don't think I'm going to end up playing him. It's kind of where I'm at too. I just needed to hear it from somebody else too. Um, <laughs> man, like the other guy from Houston that I have a lot of interest in, and I probably shouldn't is Fareed. Like, I, I know like Fareed's upside is just incredible here, but I don't know if I can pull the trigger. He's kind of like in the same boat as like Paul. Like, if if Fareed was playing like 35 minutes, I think I'd do it. But he's like right at that 30 minute mark, and it's just He's like so close. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you, I, I, it's close for me, but I'm not going to do it. Um, Minnesota side of things. Um, obviously a lot depends on Wiggins. Uh, is there anything that's really standing out to you here? Wiggins has always killed the Rockets, by the way. It's just a funny thing to note. But like um, for the most part, I don't know about this year actually, but I, I think that you just – you, you you take some shots on Saric if you're playing a lot of tournament lineups. That's the best move in this game. And actually, to be honest with you, he might actually become more of like a staple for me as the day goes. If I if I I mean if, if they're gonna keep playing him, let's see that how many minutes did he end up with? Thirty three in the last one. I think he's interesting, man. At, even at four point six, and again, gonna have no ownership. So I think I would be willing to take a shot on Saric here. Yeah, we've been waiting for him to get the minutes, and it's finally starting to happen. Um... I definitely agree with you. Um, I, I like this spot for him. I kind of like Rose here too. 
like he played 25 minutes the other night and took 18 shot attempts in those 25 minutes. Um, didn't look like he missed a beat whatsoever um, from coming off that injury. I, I have a little interest in Rose. Um, just thinking like, I, I think he plays closer to 30 minutes in this game than 25. And if Wiggins sits, I think we could potentially see Rose play like 32, 33 minutes. So Rose, I think would be the biggest benefit um, if we saw Wiggins sit this game, but, I really like the Sarge call. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, anybody else, like any interest in Cat, or are we just playing these other guys in this price range before we're playing Cat, who can't, you know, get over 50 right now? Um, I'm going to play Embiid over Cat. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, too. Miami at Dallas. Yes, this is a basketball game. And yes, it's happening on Wednesday night, February 13th. Um, 207 total. Dallas favored by two. Goran Dragic out. JJ Barea out. Uh, what are we looking at here on the Miami Heat? Um, <laughs> this is always yep. a tough one. That's just like the, the <laughs> one of the toughest ones. I I just think it's I think I'll skip it on this slate. But like, there's a lot of guys who I could see having big games. I just don't. I just don't think I'm gonna end up quite touching any of them. No, nope, not not on this slate. The only guy that I have a little interest in is Dwayne Wade. Um, his minutes were limited. I'm I'm actually I was really shocked he even played against Denver after playing against Golden State on a back to back going into Denver, the hardest back to back in the NBA. So I was shocked he even played. But this is a guy that's been taking like 14 to 20 shot attempts a night um, and playing around 30 minutes with Tyler Johnson gone and and Ellington gone. So like. Wade is the guy at 48 that I think can get to like 40 fantasy points if he has a good shooting night. So like he'd probably be the one guy that I'd have interest in. And like it's the last time he plays in Dallas against Dirk. You know, maybe a little bit of um narrative street there. Yeah, I think that actually is a good call, even on the narrative street. There is all those I saw those things on ESPN today who was the better, like or like they did a little thing of who was the better player, him or Dirk. Um I mean there's a little something, especially his last his last I didn't realize it was his last game there. That's a. Well, it's I think Dallas, that's an interesting right? call. They, I'm pretty sure Dallas. They just do one and one. They, like they come yeah, to Dallas. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I didn't. I didn't even realize that. For some reason, it just wasn't just in register. Um, that's a good point. I think that's kind of an interesting. Yeah, Wade is an. I totally didn't think about him, but I think he's he's a really interesting off the board play. I really like that actually. Yeah, you need like 20 actual points from him, but like he's a guy that can get 20 actual points, and and if you look, worried. if you look at his games. Yeah, I mean, if you look at his games, they are these types of they're th- these road games where it is his last time there. No, uh, for sure. Been on the, just the West just Coast road trip, his, so like, that's when you're going to see his shots. Yeah, just look at his like usage and stuff since they traded away um, Johnson. Like that's been a huge thing too. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with uh, you. I like I love the call. Um, anybody on the Dallas side of things? Like as much as we like Luca, his price is up there. It's a matchup with Miami. Is there anything that you like here? I'm not going to play Luca. I just, you know, I, I wish I could. Um, I don't think that like taking another shot on Hardaway is the worst idea in the world. I still think there's upside at his price, probably not the right slate, but maybe, I mean, 5.1, he's, you know, he's going to get the minutes. Uh, I mind a shot there, but I'm not loving it. I think I'll probably skip it. Maybe a turbo slate like play. Cause you know, the guy's going to chuck. Um, yeah, kind of sped through that game because just not a lot of love there. And it's 11-game slate, so we got a lot to talk about still. 
Sacramento at Denver, 229.5 total here. Denver favored by 7.5. Uh, really, the only injury news that we're looking at here is Gary Harris uh, is out. Um, I read a thing the other day that Isaiah Thomas might actually play in this game. Like, he's questionable. Might be available for this game. Um, Why would you that happens that or not? before like, the All-Star break? Right before. The, right. And, like, man, Big T's going to lose his mind um, if they, like – take minutes away from Monte Morris and Malik Beasley for Isaiah Thomas. But yeah. um, so I, I just want to make that note because they, they did say that he is questionable. Um, if he does play, I don't expect him to play a lot just because I would think it'd be like, let's get him a few game minutes before uh, the all-star break or something. But yeah. Sacramento, what are we looking at here on the Kings? <sighs> okay. So how Bogdan, like he's still going to be high owned, right? Like this guy is going to put up 30 to 40, like every night. And no one, like, I don't get it. Like he's got to be, I mean, he was last time he was crazy high owned, but I, I think at 4.9 Bogdanovich is a terrific play. I like that. He has the forward eligibility also. Cause I like some of the guards in the slate. Um, I think he's a great play. I like the bench guys. I like him and Bagley. Um, the bench guys who close for the most part. Um, he won't necessarily, I mean, I just think that, the, that at these prices, you, they're excellent plays. Actually, Bogdan won't, won't get ownership on this probably. So I really like those two guys. I'm okay with everybody in the starting lineup. I just I, – there's just so many of them. <laughs> like, I know Bogdanovich and Bagley can, can on their own, like, take over games in different ways. And I think that there's room for both of them to, you know, get 30 to 50 here. Um, I like those. They're my favorite plays. But I, I think if I went after them, it would be – Probably I would consider even taking a shot on Barnes. It's so cheap. And then obviously Fox and Heald make some sense, but definitely want to get some measure to this game. But for me, it's mostly Bogdan and uh, and uh, Bagley. Yeah, Bogdanovich and Bagley are the two guys I like to. Bagley, knowing that Denver plays the bigs, um, and Bagley has just his shot attempts are way up. Like you take away the Miami game that – you know, it was an outlier type of game since he's been back. Like this guy has 50 point upside for 5,900. We're chasing upside in tournaments today. Um, Bagley, definitely the guy that I'm looking at. And like you said, Bodanovich been a 30 point machine and hits a couple extra shots. And you're looking at like 35 to 40 at 4,900. So I, I agree with you on those two guys. That's kind of right where I was at as well. Denver side of things. Um, Obviously, this is a good spot for Jokic. Um, I just don't know if I'm going to play him with Millsap back, with Murray healthy. Like these are the times that I feel like Jokic is better. Like he he might triple double and put up like 50 fantasy points. Yeah, um, I'm okay with Jokic. I wonder if the pace actually could hurt him a little bit. Um, it does feel like, like, it's too bad that Millsap's playing because it feels like a good plumbing spot. I think that honestly, the guys I'm most interested in this game are Jamal Murray and Will Barton, each not in the same lineup, but I expect one of those two guys to, to have the opportunity for like, this is a perfect environment for their style of play. Like they're active, they play out, they love to play to run up and down They're You know, they're both gunners. Well, Barton's more an attacker, but like, Murray, I mean, this. There's just so much room for both of them to go off here. They're they're probably the guys I'm I'm going to lean towards ahead of Jokic, and their prices make it really easy because they could struggle and still 
keep your lineup alive. Like this is going to be a really fast paced game for them. I know the Kings have been a little, haven't been quite as much as they were early in the year, but still um, I think that that's a really good spot for those two. You know, the other guy that I was thinking of, like, you know, you were talking about like pace and like Malik Beasley's another guy um, Mm -hmm. that like the pace should benefit. Um, He's been really solid in pace up games this season. So he's another guy that I could play, but obviously his minutes are a risk always. Um, I do like Malik Beasley though. Um, just kind of the same along the same lines that you were thinking uh, with pace and these guys chucking. Um, I might be reaching out Barton's miss. Like I know the old, I know that he's still the same Will Barton. It's just, there's so many bodies on this team. Right. That's, still right. That's why he's, Murray might be the only guy because you know, he's going to be on the court and you know, I'll have the ball in the sands and he's so cheap. I will say Barton's minutes have been better recently. Um, like, you know, they, they've kind of taken the minutes away from Monte Morris and they've kind of given them back um, here to Barton. So, yeah, it's true. And he, Barton's getting those second team, like that second team usage too, uh, with Beasley starting. I really like Jamal Murray here. I, I, I really think that like there's upside at this price and this kind of game environment for him. He's a competitor defender that doesn't bother me with guys like murray like murray goes crazy against guys who like it who go after him like that so I, I just think he's the tournament play here all right whoo man two more games whoo man these 11 game slates um phoenix at la taking on the clippers no total in this one waiting on news um Booker wasn't on the injury report but that was the reason why some of these books didn't have it uh tyler johnson is questionable Melton and Warren are still out. And then on the Clippers side, Wilson Chandler's out. Let's start with Phoenix. Um, you know, Devin Booker came back from missing a couple games and played 35 minutes like he has all year. When he comes back, he plays his minutes. Uh, what's your thoughts here on Booker and the Suns? I think it's mostly Booker. Um, Tyler Johnson I don't feel great about, so I think I'm just going to leave it. But I think that it's just Booker um and Aiton I think I have interest in both those guys and Jackson too I mean they're all interesting like I think I'll probably just end up on those like on splitting up those three but like I I'm, I'm trying to figure out which ones I prefer and it's it's been hard because I think it's probably going to end up being mostly Booker and a little bit of Aiton that's the truth Another guy that I want to throw in the mix is Bridges. Um, his minutes have been super consistent recently, and like this guy's playing 35-plus minutes a night. And for some reason, you know, we saw this a lot with Reggie Jackson this season. They just don't want to raise his price. You know, I guess like Bodanovich is another guy. They just don't want to like put him in that 5K price range. But Mikel Bridges is the other guy that I wanted to mention here because he does have like 35 to 40 point upside if he's shooting the ball well. Mm-hmm. And the minutes have been phenomenal. And if Tyler Johnson doesn't play, like Bridges might play like 38 to 40 minutes in this game. So uh, Bridges was the other guy that I wanted to mention uh, with Booker and Aiden. Yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely can see getting behind a little bit of Bridges. Probably a little slight than I'd want to attack it, but like I, I, I do see, you know, the trends are all in the right direction. I just wish he'd shoot the ball more. Shoot the ball, my friend. Shoot the ball. Um, Clippers side of things here. What are we looking at here on the Clippers? I honestly don't have a ton of interest in this spot. Like, I can't really see anything. Um, 
I think taking another shot on Zubac is kind of interesting when no, wouldn't people will be scared off. I just might do that. Um, but I don't think I'm going to do anything else in this spot. I think I'll play Shaman again. I, I know it's probably not the right slate, but depending on the value, like this guy's played 27 and 33 minutes in his first two games with this team with Bradley gone. Like he's getting Bradley's minutes on this team, but he's actually shooting. <laughs> so, um, I have a little interest in Shamit. Um, he's going to probably chuck at least five threes. If he makes half of those, you know, he's on his way to 25 fantasy points um, at 4K. Obviously, a lot of value can open up. But as we were going, though, I was realizing there's not a ton of plays under 4K. Um, not as many as I, I potentially. Be. What's that? There will it be. It always opens up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Um. Are we missing anything on the Clippers? Is that it? No, I think that's pretty much it. Like, I don't think anybody else is, makes a ton of sense in this game. Man, Zubak like, here. Like, Zubak against Aiton. <laughs> nobody's going to play like, him. Nobody's going to play him. You, you got to take a shot. We've seen this happen times this year with the Lakers. Like, he only played 24 the game before, but, like, man, I, he could he could put up, like, 40 in this game if he got some minutes. Easily. Not real points, fantasy. Let's get it. Let's get it, Doc. Give us some Zubak. All right. Last game on the slate. We got Golden State. We got Portland. We have a 235 total, uh, second highest total. Or, no, this is the highest total on the slate. Golden State favored by four and a half. Um, injury news here. Like Golden State is playing as we're recording, and Portland's good to go. Let's start with Golden State, assuming everybody plays and is good. What do you got? It's the same thing for me every time these teams play. I do it every year. I do the same exact thing. I run my Durant Lillard lineups. I don't care how big the slate is. It's just one team can't stop the the, the other team's small forward, which is Portland can't stop the the small forward. So Durant becomes one of the best plays. And I don't like playing Durant. I don't like this. I like it better that Cousins is gone. And um, it also makes Draymond too cheap. So you can play both of those guys together even. Um, but running back, I, I love running it back with Lillard. I also like exposure to this game because – the last last big slate before the All Star break, we expect to have some late breaking news. So to have you know at least the last chance to make decisions um, makes me more interested even than I already was. So this is my probably my favorite little spot. I don't want to call it stack, but like I like the Lillard Durant combo, especially Lillard against you know he's from the Bay Area. He's always played really well against Golden State. He's a guy who takes head to head matchups really personally. He plays really well against top point guards. I feel like he's getting fifty here in his sleep. I don't even mind Steph on the other side, but I prefer Ant and Draymond. That's that's sort of the way I'm going. And then Looney is an interesting value if other things don't open up. Um, probably not going to go to Jarebko, but I do think Looney's, you know, if he should play solid minutes at 3.7, but probably won't have a reason to go there on this slate. Yeah, because Cousins is not going to play. Um, I just read that. So I think you said yeah. that, didn't you? Yeah. So Cousins, yeah. they said he's not going to play in the second half of back-to-back, which makes a ton, ton of sense here. So, yeah, maybe you play Looney. I think like I would take a shot on Zubak before I would play Looney, just pure upside mm-hmm. and ceiling. Um, yeah. It's almost the same price tag that we just got to talking about. That's why it was fresh in my mind. Um, I like the Durant Lillard call. I don't think a lot of people will go there. I love Lillard here. Um, I, I can't look at their, look at their, these guys, highest games. They're both against each this, the same teams. Durant put his highest ever total like in last year of games with Steph on the court was against uh, this team. And Lillard, the same thing. He put up like 80 last year against them, I think it was. 
Yeah, and Lillard's been balling out recently too. Like he is. Um, yep. So I I like Lillard a lot here. Played him the other night. Um, I fully stacked that game the other night, the OKC game. I played Paul George, um, Westbrook, and Lillard. So Oof. obviously that worked out well. Um, yeah. I, I like Lillard a lot. I like running it back with Durant. Um, I could play Lillard by himself here too. Um, I don't mind, but we're going to see want a bump. Some Golden State exposure, man. Yeah, for sure. Like we're going to see a bump. No cousins. Like we're going to see a bump for Durant and Curry. I could also see maybe playing Clay. Uh, Portland is terrible at guarding wings, like you said with Durant. Um, I could definitely see playing Clay Thompson here too. Clay has quietly been putting up really solid games, um, so I don't mind him. Yeah, and we know there's. I mean, there's his. Every time he's on the court, there's a massive ceiling. Even if we don't see it that often, because they have so many weapons, every time a piece is removed, like there's a little bit of a better chance he gets a couple extra shots, gives him a chance to get hot. I, I like the idea. I, I think they all four are interesting. I just think that Draymond and and Durant. Like, I mean, how do you know Draymond here, man? I don't care. It's six K. I think he might even get thrown. This guy I don't trust as far as – who knows what's going to happen tonight against the Jazz. I haven't taken a look at that game yet, but he looks like he's losing his mind every time the Warriors play lately. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets thrown out of the game, but that's the way he's not going to 6X for you. Other than that, he might get like 8X or 9X in this kind of a game environment. Oh, man. Um, that was fun. Uh, 11 games is tough. People don't understand. Like 11 games, like you want to cross off some of these games and just move on to the next one. Uh, let's play the morning grind game. For our 12th game, and then we'll get out of here. Bobby, give me your favorite game that you like to either go over or under here. I like the, let's see. Oh, there's so many games. Um, I didn't he- remember what the Bucks pacers game was, the over-under. That was, 218 oh, no, you know and what? a half. Okay, I'll actually take the over on that because I've been taking the overs with the Bucks and on the Pacers lately since without the depot. But, all right, yeah, I'll go the over on that. I'm going to take the over in the Memphis-Chicago game. It's at 2.03. Oh, wow. I don't know if it would go like massively over that, but I like Levine a lot today, and I'm just hoping he wills this team uh, to 204 total points. Um, under 5K to 7X, who's your cheap guy that you're looking at here to go 7X today? Under 5K to 7X, I'll just take Bogdanovich. All right. Uh, let's see. Just two guys. I don't know which one I want to take. Ooh, I'm going to go all, all the way back, way back in time to that first game we talked about. I'm going to take Chris <clears throat> against Brooklyn. Okay. I like that. I want to forget about him. Brooklyn stinks against center so much. <laughs> Yeah. Um, who's your bust today? Who's over 8K that's not going to 5X? Who's your, who's your guy that's going to bust today? Um, I am going to say the guys I want to say, even I kind of like. Yeah, this should be easy. I should have written this down. Um, I'm actually going to take a weird one and say Cat. Uh, Cat. All right. I'm going to take Giannis. That was the other one I was thinking of. Yeah, I'm going to go against your over in that game and take Giannis. Yeah, that's why I couldn't do it. <laughs> uh, give me your 6X guy. Who's 6X in the day? Dennis Smith Jr. DSJ. Um, 
You know what? For the second time this week, I'm going to go. It's Lillard time, and I'm going to go yep. 6X for Damian Lillard. Um, last game before the All-Star break, finishing it with a bang, going out and crushing. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here, Bobby? No, man. Good to do the show with you. Glad we got through it. And I just want to point out that stack a little bit of that last game and make sure to play Draymond. I know I didn't say 6 or 7X because he didn't fit the thing, but I think he goes 8X tomorrow and Draymond and Durant. All right. On that note, we're going to get out of here. We will have a podcast for the three-game slate on Thursday for a three-game slate right before the All-Star break. It's actually kind of a fun slate. We got the Hornets and the Magic, the Knicks and the Hawks, and the Thunder and the Pelicans. So um, actually a pretty fun little uh, Thursday slate. So we're going to talk about that, maybe talk a little NASCAR. um, But on that note, we're going to get out of here. I hope everyone crushes on this awesome Wednesday slate. Join the Listeners League, and we'll be back tomorrow talking some more basketball. See you then.